Hey, Upper East Siders. Hey, guys. Ah, yes, the episode everybody's been waiting for. <laughs> this is it, y'all. We have been talking about it for legitimately a year. One Le- year. One full year. <laughs> I was try- I'm trying to think of that saying where it's like, Good things come to those who wait, maybe. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, Hope- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Y'all have fucking waited. You did it. We're did all it. very proud of you. And yes. now we hope you're going to really enjoy this special episode that we have. We, Amanda and I don't want to give too much away in this little intro. Right. Um, though who knows how this episode will be titled. <laughs> the title right. might give away who the special The title is. might give away who it is. Yeah, the title <laughs> almost certainly is going to... Motherfucker. Regardless, uh, we... A year ago, we got to interview a very special guest on our podcast, and this is that episode. And so this literally was recorded in March of 2019, um, which is important context to know because in this episode, this is the first ever episode of this podcast we have done that includes spoilers for the rest of the show. Yes. So... If you guys, for some crazy reason, stopped watching Gossip Girl when we stopped watching Gossip Girl. Which honestly, um, bless up if you did that. Oh, that's, if you did that, that's like, dedication. That's some self-control and thank you. Yeah. But, you know, so if you guys don't know what's going to happen beyond the end of the fourth season, like, you will get spoilers. <laughs> yeah, this ain't it then. This ain't it. Yeah, skip it over if you want to wait. But I do, we do recommend this, listening to this podcast because it's, I'm really excited with how this came out. Yeah, it was so fun. But so basically in this podcast, we are talking about what the future of a Gossip Girl, like both this person's uh, experience with Gossip Girl, but also what a future of uh, a Gossip Girl remake could look like. And now there are updates to that. Like I'm not super up to date on what we know and what we don't know about the new series. But at this time when we were making this podcast, there was absolutely no confirming things that they that gossip girl might ever come back right Um, in this in the state of a revamp of a whatever there were rumors but there was actually like the absolutely nothing confirmed so everything that we are talking about in today's episode is like conjecture where it's just our theories um so who knows if any of those will ever come true wouldn't it be nice for some of them to come true Mm -hmm. it (laughs) would be so great so, yeah, you guys enjoy this episode. We're really excited to bring you back to, you know, live, cur- mm-hmm. I mean, current in quotes, episodes for season five and season six. Cannot wait. We're so stoked. Thank you guys so much for waiting. And enjoy. Enjoy the episode. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's so nice to actually meet you. Yes. Yeah, you guys 
too. Can you hear me okay? I yes. can perfectly. My name is Kristen. My name is Amanda. Been, hey, Kristen and Amanda. It's been so lovely speaking to you. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Yes. We're so thrilled. This is like the highlight of my weekend. Are you kidding me? This is amazing. <laughs> the feeling is mutual. Yes, exactly. <laughs> very mutual. Welcome, everybody. To a very special episode of XOXO, a Gossip Girl podcast. Yeah, my name's Amanda. My name is Kristen. Together we talk about Gossip Girl. Sometimes there's an additional person who also talks about Gossip Girl, and that's today. Yes, today oh. we are joined by Kelsey Darrow, which is so oh exciting. Oh my god. Most exciting. I'm if so excited. Yay. This is like, I just need to set the context very quickly. Very quickly. Imagine <laughs> Kristen in bed at midnight, scrolling through Instagram, and like, Kelsey happens to post about like the fact that Gossip Girl might be revived, which is unreal. unreal. And so on a whim, I'm like, I'll let Kelsey know I host a Gossip Girl podcast. <laughs> and she responds. And so that was like the weirdest midnight uh, Instagram story moment <laughs> of my weird, year. That was yeah. the weirdest 1201 text. Yeah, so, like Amanda's <laughs> asleep. And I'm like, I, th- I think that. Awesome. Honestly, it was the best. It was the best DM I had gotten. What was weird for me that there was a podcast about Gossip Girl that I haven't heard of. And that was the most exciting thing for me. This is like my dream come true. There's no other way I would spend my Saturday. I am so fucking thrilled to be here. Oh, should I not cuss? Oh, no, 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 no. Believe okay. me, this is the okay. place. Okay, I never yeah. know. No, this <laughs> okay. is the place, totally. I'm so fucking excited. No, we're so fucking excited. So, yeah, if you don't know Kelsey, so Kelsey's like, I, I don't even understand. Like, a YouTube extraordinaire at this point. Yes. Like, one of the OG BuzzFeed people also yes. now has, like, gone on her own. Your YouTube video about traveling was so on oh, point. Yeah. I can't Jeez. even. Like, just slaying and is now on the show. Dating No Filter, dating hashtag No Filter, which is available on demand on Hulu. Yeah, it's a show. I know. I can't believe it. It's I am getting sick of seeing my own face in every facet, like on my phone, on my TV. I need to stop putting my face out there. But I'm very excited to have that show on E. Mm -hmm. Yes, watch it. Go see it. We are waiting to hear if we're getting renewed for a second season. So everyone go stream it so I can get paid. Fingers crossed. Everyone, please, go (laughs) support Kelsey for sure. Um, So I guess something to note, I guess, for our viewers is I assume that we're going to talk about spoilers in this episode. Yes, this is like a standalone episode. Normally, Kelsey, we do not spoil. We just like talk about the episode and whatever's happened Mm -hmm. in the past. But um, this is a standaway episode because we want to <laughs> talk about a little bit like your experience with Gossip Girl and also what Gossip Girl could look like if it is revived in 2019. My God, could you imagine? Like, what a tease. I'm here for it. Now, yeah. I, I tweet about it like probably once a year that like I'm like, <laughs> yeah, still devastated that Gossip Girl is over. And the fact totally. that they just like dangled that little carrot in front of us, knowing how slow Hollywood moves. I'm like, yes. you do not make a little teaser like that unless you got some news for me, hunty. Yeah, okay. and it gained, it gained so much traction too. Yes. Like this year's, this year's e-articles about it like got so much more traction than the usual like, could it come back yes. sort of thing. I feel like I we're, feel like, yeah. I was gonna say, I feel like we're ready for a 2019. Oh my God. Call. We're so ready. Mm-hmm. I, like the way I think of it as an entertainer is I'm like, okay, what is every, like, what are all the actors doing right now? Because that's going to be a huge thing is like mm-hmm. contractually, yep. can they do it? Because everyone's killing it. Like everyone has gone on to play. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, minus a few problematic things that have happened. For, but correct. Yeah, correct. <laughs> yes, correct. For sure. Uh, for yes. The majority of yeah. people are off, like, slaying it. They have no reason to come yeah. back to, like, a little network show totally. that made them the same way that all of the Sex and the City women are kind of like, mm-hmm. no, we've, like, to- tied up that box and we're going to put it on the shelf and we're good. Thank you. They also all hate each other. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, like that was a I, real don't, bummer. I don't think that Blake Lively <laughs> and Leighton Meester have like any sort of friendship, but I also don't think they have anything like against each other either. I think they just like didn't continue that on. Yes. Yeah. That makes me sad because I think Leighton Meester is so talented and yeah. she just yes. got that Show, show on. She was just on the yes. Bachelor finale because they oh were promoting. God. They were promoting that show, and she was on like the Bachelor finale a week ago, looking stunning, mm-hmm. promoting it's, like that show. Yeah, yeah, like to me, Leighton Meester was uh, was Serena, and then became mm-hmm. Serena in real life. Like older, she like married a celebrity. Mm-hmm. She like still lives this very lavish life. Yeah, yeah, She's like yeah. traveling all over the world, dressed like head to toe, and then like something happened from like. Blair Waldorf didn't continue, and she, yeah, like, now yeah, is on this yeah, yeah. network show playing, for like... Sure. Yeah, it's like, been difficult for her to, like, continue, for sure. So I'm happy to yeah. see that, like, sort of... Yeah, yeah. we'll see if they come back, for sure. Yes. Yeah. They better. They'd be idiots not to. Yeah, well, yeah. that is totally true. Yeah. Like, if they were, I mean, it's nice to see Penn Badgley having success with you recently, Because he was, though. like, he dropped off mm-hmm. for a minute. Yeah, did anyone actually watch that show and not imagine him as Dan Humphrey? No. Because it's just Dan Humphrey 2.0. The description for that show was Dan Humphrey. He was literally hiding between shelves of books. Like, <laughs> the same character. That's Dan Humphrey. It's the same character, but taken, taken to a new level yeah. of insanity. Wait, so backtracking a little bit. Yes. Like, let's talk okay. about you yes. and your experience with oh, the show. Oh, yeah, okay. your experience with the show. So are you like an OG? When did you start watching the show? Were you an OG fan from season one on? From Season one, mm-hmm. I think I must have been living still back in Florida mm-hmm. when it came out. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was like the same uh, escapism of the show that I had with those other shows, like The O.C. or like The Hills or something where it was like this glamorous life that I could never be a part of being like this little trashy country girl down in the South who like had right. big dreams of moving to the city. And mm-hmm. every week... I would fall into this world that I could only dream about. I I would aspire to be like these girls. They were terrible, bratty, fucked up, spoiled, privileged little bitches. Yeah. But back then, we didn't have wokeness. So I no. didn't know that that was not a bad thing to aspire to be. And I remember my mom was a huge watcher of Sex in the City. Okay. Like. Every week, she had her time where, like, she got the living room, she got to watch HBO, (laughs) she got to drink her glass of wine and, like, dive in. And I think I sort of, like, mirrored that with Gossip Girl where I was like, this is my time to see, like, what headbands are trending right now, like, what stocking color I need to go buy at Forever 21. And I remember when, like, Forever 21 started mirroring, like, the same style. And I I tried so hard to to subscribe to that style in the fashion of that show but it's just not possible when you're like a gangly teenager and have no money and no sense of style whatsoever (laughs) it really 
like that's I mean we I think we feel and I think we're the same age like the we feel like we hit the show at the exact right moment mm -hmm. yes and we were both season oneers too like yes. of just yes. like it affected everything it affected what phone I wanted oh yes. my god the envy phones <laughs> the envy I had one yeah the sidekicks <laughs> everything the sidekicks the sidekick. I wanted a sidekick because of the show seriously yes. it dictated everything Verizon made so much money I off of this fucking for show about the two best and a half advertising years of my life I dressed like Blair Waldorf exclusively yeah. like tights like the yeah. headbands yeah. Like. exactly they really were such I think it's so interesting that you mirror it to Sex in the City of like it really was our Sex in the City yeah. because it yeah. changed everything for our demo like it really yeah. did yeah really, and like really I don't know did. if you guys feel this way but I wasn't like a one tree hiller like I wasn't no. into these like I wasn't into these like charactery, like relatable, like feel good, regular people shows. I was like, no bitch, I want like fashion. I want luxury. I want high rises. I want cocaine, even though they're like 14. Yes. Yeah. And I, want I ended up moving to New York. I had a choice in my life when I graduated, uh, not graduated, I dropped out of my first college in the South. Okay. And I had a choice of going to LA or New York. And I went to New York uh -huh. because I was so obsessed with the Gossip Girl. Mm -hmm. And my audition to get into the conservatory that I got into in New York City was the monologue that Blair gives Serena in the pilot episode about no her dad. Way. Wow. Kelsey, <laughs> yeah. why have you been hiding this from the world? Because it was probably so bad. Oh, I mean, listen. I think it's iconic. This already. is I mean, I think this is like a good segue then into like I something we talk about a lot is that like for for me especially, season one of Gossip Girl is the best fucking season. like it is so good and so iconic and every one of those episodes I just like adored every single moment of it and yeah. affected like my years to come of <laughs> yes. stuff that I wanted. Like it was so <laughs> transformative. And I never had been into a show like that before, never. And it only lasted six seasons, which yeah. is crazy to me because it feels like it was such a large part of my like totally. so the same way like Harry Potter feels like it spanned from right. my preteen years into my adulthood. Yeah, that's how gossip. It feels like the weight of Gossip Girl. Totally. You know why I think is because once I moved to New York City, I became friends with a girl who was in my acting school who actually had that life. Like she grew up wow. in Manhattan at an all girls prep, like Catholic school, you know, all of her friends had high rises. So I became friends with her and she was like, like no one in Manhattan watches Gossip Girl. Like we <laughs> laugh at it because it's like That's they're parodying us. Like they're listening to our fucking right. conversations and making fun of us. <laughs> That's so interesting because I feel like part of my also loving Gossip Girl was that I was like one step away from Manhattan. That's how I Because I, I grew up on Long Island. Yes. And, oh, and I grew up in New okay. Jersey. So I was like, and oh. like, it's almost like that life that's like just out of reach, but I don't have even a fraction of the money that these people have. Right. So it is in fact very, very out of reach. <laughs> but but it but it's like I could see it happening and every once in a while I'd go to the city to like see a show or something and it's like Oh, the Met steps and the, the like. It's right. there's such a. It, it's yeah. New York is such oh a like. Oh my god! Player in you're it. like you're bringing me back, man. Right? I definitely. I have pictures of me going to visit New York when I was like 15 to check out schools or whatever, uh -huh. and like taking pictures on the Met with like a black headband yes. with a giant black rose Living and like your Blair Waldorf life. Big, yeah, which is funny because 
I never really like identified with Blair until I was older. Like I was always convinced that I was a Serena because I was like blonde. I was really right. tall. I was more like not a villain. Like I was very um, like, I don't want to say likable in high school because I bet a lot of people didn't like me. <laughs> but I was <laughs> friends with like a lot of different kinds of people. And I felt like Blair exuded this. Like, I knew Blair's. I wasn't Blair. Right. Totally. You know? And yeah. it was kind of frowned upon until, like, I don't know. When do you guys think she became a likable character? So this is interesting because we're, like, obviously re-watching the full series for the first time in a long time. And I find myself, like, only just now starting to like Blair. Yeah. A lot. Where she's a very difficult... She's so tumultuous as a character that it's, she's very difficult to grab onto for a long time because she's so... It's like every time you start to like her, she does something where you're like, ah, what? fucking stop that, Because, she, because the yeah. problem is yeah. here. Like, yes. it's at a low level. And then, and it's like a conflict. Yeah. And then she's like, we're going to take it to a 50. And yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. ruin like, your she, life. That kind of character would never survive TV anymore. Like, no. it was okay to be, like, kind of a messy, problematic white girl back then who loved drama. Totally. That, like, her whole, whatever storyline they're thinking of bringing for her if there's a revival, yeah. I can't even, I don't even know. I was thinking about this this morning because I was rewatching the finale yeah. or the series finale yeah. just to like mm -hmm. catch up. And I was like, yeah, where would they be? I know, what would right. they be doing with yeah. their kids? Cause that's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't imagine Blair like also like kind of ending up in that sort of conformity either of yes. like she, that's not enough for her which is both an empowering thing but she's also like a super problematic part of the reason why we make this show mm -hmm. is that we of that is that we also really like to look at it of like a yeah that wouldn't fly now that was wrong right. then but also like we can see then how culture has changed which is really right. interesting yeah and it hasn't Hold even on. been that long it's no. just crazy to me. <laughs> really? Ugh. Yeah, it really hasn't been. But we totally agree. I mean, so one of the things that every once in a while someone will be like, all right, calm down on hating Blair so much because we both started off this like, definitely Serena. Her. Serena is like <laughs> who we, but Serena also does so, so much stuff. We're mid-season four right now and Serena keeps on making mistake after mistake, mistake after mistake. Yes. Mm. See, it feels like a lot of things also like Blair is an instigator and I always saw Serena as like, Someone who just like things keep happening to her. Yes, completely. That's exactly it. Totally. Serena is never the one that like starts the thing. It's always the drama comes to her. Like yeah. she's literally that Taylor Swift line of like, I don't love the drama. The drama loves me. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> it's like okay, all right, Serena. All right. I just don't. This, uh, okay. All right. Well. God. It's speaking of like music, not to super sidetrack, but like how fucking epic was the music on the show i would like download do you remember like limewire yeah i would like find playlists mm -hmm. on yep. limewire of like what the music they would have because it was so cool totally. to me like i had no sense of artistic musical sensory no. knowledge like i had no idea what was cool and i just remember being like oh like the Killers. What's the killer? Like exactly. the, that show made the Killers. Totally. I mean, yeah. And I remember that every week when they started to realize that the show really was setting trends. Every week they would upload exactly what music was on the show to the CW website. Yep. 
And so you could look it up there too, which I remember I used to do. The idea that I used to, after every single show, like go to the website and like listen to the songs that I liked and then download them on LimeWire. Unreal. Their music, I I feel like they're in the same category as like a like a Grey's Anatomy and where like yeah. those shows like started music like like really took people's totally. music careers to the next level yeah like if you're featured on that totally. show you're good yeah I mean my yeah. two favorite music artists have now appeared on this show and I forgot <laughs> one of them even did like Gaga appears in season three which is everything you forget yeah. that that happened and then Florence <laughs> and the Machine appeared in two episodes <sighs> ago in season okay. four and then Robin comes Robin on comes too Robin comes on yes, too of it's, course. it's crazy I mean it really like a, a this show was had such a bizarre and wonderful impact, mm-hmm. even though so they like, made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> yes. So Gaga went to Gaga went to the school uh-huh. that my for the friend that I made when I moved to New York City, who like lived Gossip Girl. Oh they went to the same school, so like Gaga essentially knew that whole Gossip Girl lifestyle. Like wow. that show was not unique. Right. to her actual lifestyle That's crazy. like she That's crazy. I mean she was she came, she came from like a little bit less like affluence I think right. but she was surrounded by those girls mm-hmm. her whole high school life That's crazy I know I it would be so interesting to talk to somebody who like did in fact like your friend like that grew up this sort of way right she would totally do this podcast in a heartbeat I'll tell her to hit you guys up oh my god that would be amazing (laughs) just because it would be so interesting to see like to to talk to somebody who really does live this lifestyle because I it must be such a unique experience to have watched this show that yeah is essentially like parroting everything that you grew up with it's kind of fucked up but it made for good television that's it. Sure did. It really did. Um, so is there like an iconic Gossip Girl episode for you? We talk about this a lot. Is there one that really stands out for you? Oh, my God. I know. One? Okay, yeah. let me think about it. Okay, I'm thinking more like of moments that okay. stuck out yeah, for me, totally. if that's okay. Do it. Yes. I mean, I think the first one that sticks out for me is when they had that like eyes wide shut party and... Mm. Um, I think like little Jay almost gets like assaulted yeah. by Chuck on yes. the roof. Yeah, that's season and, like, one. Yeah. I remember that sticking with me so deeply because I totally understood where she was coming from in the scenario of like wanting to be liked by an older guy, totally. wanting to be liked by the cool guy. He was mysterious. You will do anything up to a certain point to want to be like felt seen and accepted and like valid in um a party sense uh party scenario especially at that age and like that moment to me I remember just being like oh like this isn't the the singular experience of of me this is like a very relatable Mm -hmm. moment and I I hadn't like really seen something so like clutching pearls moment on a a let's be honest kids network tv show like i thought they really took it there and i remember that scene like very specifically yeah cw had a lot of moments of doing that too like we there was also that threesome episode that was really where i I personally remember seeing a show in the city near when they were promoting that episode and there were banners in new york city everywhere that was like 
that were talking about the threesome that was going to no come way. up. No way. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. If you Google it, you can find, like, the... And I remember seeing them. Like, I remember seeing in the city. That was unheard of yes. for a television show yeah. that might be viewed by people our age. Like, that's it, crazy. Yeah. They were really transformative. Like, I, I always say my favorite episode from season one is, like, the Daredevil episode when Jenny yes. has to go and do all these mm. dares and she ends up, like, sort of outwitting Blair. And she's like, no, I don't need you. I'm going to go home. Season one, good Jenny. <laughs> Jenny season one was everything. Yeah, Ugh. yes. Because she what was who we all related to, to season one, right? That's but the question. Like, That's they the had question. to they had to change Jenny, little Jay, because of Taylor, whatever her Taylor name Momsen, is. Taylor Momsen, yeah, Momsen. Totally. I always want to call her Taylor Momsen because she's like, Ugh. but like <laughs> she, they had yep. to change her character because of the person playing the character, totally. and I don't think that's like good. That's not good acting. No, well, and I think that's ultimately why they ended up like coming to the agreement of her leaving the show too. Like, I'm pretty sure she actually had a longer contract than what she stayed for, yeah. and they came to an agreement of she wanted to pursue music, and it didn't seem like she wanted to do acting anymore. Mm-hmm. The crazy thing is, yeah. she's still like she's credited on these episodes that she doesn't appear in, so like she's still getting paid, which makes How me think she... that they must have come to an agreement with her contract yeah. for sure. That's some yeah. Go do you, boo boo. Go yes. do you. Yeah, really. I don't know what the pretty reckless is up to now, but but <laughs> you live your dreams. Live your, exactly, you live, live your dreams. Your dreams. <laughs> um, and then we already sort of talked about this, but so like, was Serena? Other than I guess Serena, who were like your faves growing yes. up? Like when okay. you were watching the show. Oh my god. So like, I never felt any sexual attraction to too many of the male characters yeah. on the show. I identify as queer and I think yeah. I knew I knew from a very young age that I always had girl crushes in TV shows. Mm-hmm. And so I think I felt a confusion of being like, am I attracted to all the women characters on this show or am I identifying like hard with the women on the show yeah, or me. like is that a little bit of both? <laughs> you it's true <laughs> yeah yeah you're like am I having a sexual awakening or am I having like a spiritual I inner like Blake animal was my sexual awakening I was like, like I don't identify as queer and I you have my it. the special place that Blake Lively has in my heart like I'm not trying to claim to be something I'm not but if Blake Lively called me tomorrow and was like it's time I'd be like yes uh, Great. I know. And now she's married to Ryan Reynolds with like a perfect life. It's a fucking dream come true. Yeah. Everything she does, I aspire to just ah, kisses hands to mouth. But I think like, I remember really, I never was attracted to Chuck. I thought he was like kind of a slimy greaseball. He like sure had some redemptive qualities in the later ends of the series. But I remember the electricity that Blair and Chuck had I thought that that was like you know you only see that in the movies that's only something like you know that's made up for Hollywood but in my heart of hearts I was like I hope one day I have like that I don't know if I wanted like a little bit of a messy situation like just something that's very passionate but I remember like strongly putting a pin in that relationship of like I hope that I could figure out what that feeling is one day I hope I could like come across that and then I think I probably had a relationship like that in my early 20s and I was like oh my god this is exhausting I don't want this whatsoever that's not like what true love is yeah and then like I never like I I guess I would say like the core four were you know who I really enjoyed I was kind of like 
meh about the Vanessas and the fucking Ivies and mm -hmm. I could care less. And Michelle Trachtenberg, I was like, you guys only have her there because she's Michelle Trach Michelle Trachtenberg. Yes. I don't think her character. She's the ice like, princess brought. of that time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the other day when she posted a picture with Leighton Meester. What? Oh, oh my god. <laughs> they went to a I think it was a bachelorette party of a mutual friend and they the theme of the bachelorette party was like a murder mystery dinner party Stop. and they put up a picture together of them like dressed up and like oh i'm done high, how dare they and i was like <gasps> that's, yeah, let me see if I can pull that's up exactly how i would want them to appear together too is in some ridiculous sort yeah there it is baby Oh my describe, god. Describe to the audience, please. Great. Oh my. It's okay. So, like, Michelle Tragenberg is wearing like this peacocked, like, a, a beautiful fascinator. Fa fascinator on her head, like, very 1920s, mm -hmm. like, with flair. <laughs> and then Leighton Meester is wearing like a beautiful beaded headband, just looking like fucking stunning. Yeah, looking like a queen. They just, I love this hair for her, too. The short, like, ombre hair. Yes. Also, the caption. Yeah. The caption is spotted Miss Waldorf and Miss Sparks in the bathroom with secrets I'll never yes. tell. Oh, I love them! Wow, that's, that's amazing. amazing. Well, wow. she's getting a Thank you for just the inside scoop, Kelsey. Oh my Thank gosh, I remember saying that, and my heart just was like, oh, it could still happen. It could happen. <laughs> but like, I don't know, man. Don't you think Late Meester's looking like hella mom-like? Yeah. Like she's she's looking very, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but like regular. And I'm like, I need yeah. some. Spice. I do, yeah. I mean, that's a great transition into just, like, what do we think this fucking show could look like? Yeah. Like, do you think it's their kids? Do you think it's still them? Is it new people entirely? Because, like, the series finale kind of, like, leaves off, like, with its, like, it's a whole circle of life. Like, this always yeah. happens. Like, yeah. like, is it even cool if it's new people? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. I, I don't think, think so. it is. No. I feel like they've done so many revivals of shows and, like, you you just hit a new audience. Like you will hit a younger audience. Like didn't they try and do it with the Carrie Bradshaw show where yeah, they had they like did. I read all the books and I really liked it and I, I think I even might have auditioned for the show. This is so long ago. But I remember being like, I feel nothing, nothing. for yeah, this yeah, character. Yeah. Like I feel it, it's too young, it's too bubblegum, it's not like it has nothing about the like um the progressiveness that the show had. And I think what like Gossip Girl would have to do if they brought it back is that it would still have to be just as messy, just as high stakes. Like for fuck's sake, spoiler alert, that last episode of the whole series has like murder in it. Yeah, Like true. if we're going to end yep. off on that, like totally. we need to be like, someone needs to be on heroin. Someone needs yeah. to be involved in like, politics someone yes. needs to have like sex tapes out like we need totally. to make it very 2020 it needs to be of the times of today For we sure. can't like go back and try and reinvent these like high school moments like we are adults now like we want to watch them be adults yeah, totally. Do that weird like flash forward thing too, where like yeah. they yeah, ended. Yeah, they did. Yeah, so basically, where we ended is that Dan and Serena got married. Yeah. Uh, Blair and Chuck have a child. Yes. Um. Then uh, Rufus and Lily are not together. So, uh, Lily is with Serena's dad, William. 
Uh, yeah, squilliam as you call it. Because that was like, that was messy too. Yeah, He's like with her for all like, the wrong reasons. I know. <laughs> yes. And then like, and then Rufus is with Lisa Loa, which, okay, get love, your, get, I love your that. dreams. Love love your, dreams. Get your 90s dreams. I don't know why we invested so much time in Rufus and Lily if they're not going to end up together. <laughs> That's what but okay. I'm saying. It's fine. Uh, yeah, but we don't really end up off like, other than that. We don't really know anything about their like futures, what they're doing, what oh, they're in actually, charge of. Blair wor- works with Jenny. Oh, you're right. Because Jenny comes in and she's talking oh, about some sort of fashion right. thing. Okay, so that's what I'm thinking. Is like yeah. this needs to be like Devil Wears Prada. Sure. Like yes. she's running like a fashion line. Like she's Lisa Vanderpump esque, but like oh. scripted. Ooh. She need it needs to be like HBO ish. Like they need to right. be able to go there and make it. Yeah, very- it would be very cool if they could take it to the like kind of next level of like we've moved past the CW ness of this show. Yeah. If it's gonna exist in this t- day and age, it's gotta be. There's gotta be that extra level to it. Like, wouldn't it be everything? This just came to my head. Wouldn't it be everything if, like, like Chuck is a Republican? That's for sure. And <laughs> Nate is a Democrat. Like, you of know, in quotes. And they're like running for some sort of office together. House like, cause he, of Cards. Yeah. Basically. And like a dash of House of Cards. But also, what are we supposed to do about Ed Westwick? Is also the other thing. What but, are we supposed to do with him? Throw him in the uh, trash. I know. Yeah. That's it's. Like, I know, yeah. Because that's the other thing, right? It's like, it, it. I mean, it's the conversation that's happening surrounding all problematic Ooh. men right now with, like, Michael Jackson and R. Kelly. It's like, can yeah. you separate the artist from the art? Right. Here's my take on it is, like, they, these men will benefit no matter what. Like, even though Michael totally. Jackson said his foundation is still getting money, his yep. foundation is still getting royalties, R. Kelly literally is broke, so needs money. And it's like, <laughs> if we're putting money in Ed Westwick's pocket... I don't think I could watch and like that would kill me. Yeah. It's like, do they recast Chuck alone? I I don't think think they could. Make him dead. Make him dead. Yeah, totally. That's, I mean, I agree with you. It'd be so, it's sad because I would love to see it. Like Chuck is a great representation of a lot of the men that were outing and sort of talking about right now and so it would be really interesting to see that but it's also like why do we want to put more power to that also yeah, yeah. so it's a hard it's a really hard line yes you know what i thought the show did they showed that a boy can be like a bad kid mm-hmm. and then still like you can do bad things and yeah. still be like a good person like you can grow yes. like there is yeah, growth yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think the person that was the actor got that same, like, energy. And also, I don't think, like, going into 2020, we need to be like, boys, like, we're going to pat you on the back when you be, like, when you learn from your mistakes. But, like, how do you do a show without Chuck and Blair? I know, yeah, how do you do, I mean, yeah, chair is a whole, chair is a movement. (laughs) My cat cat just ran off the bed when I screamed. (laughs) He was like, that's that's us running to and away from chair. Yes. Like that's chair is like you're right. There's something that's like so electric about chair, which is why I think it resonates with so many people. Yeah. Even though like it's very hard for me to get over like a lot of the stuff that Chuck did in the earlier seasons because like there were multiple moments of him being yeah. very like sexually yeah. assu- like her pretty much assaulting women, which is obviously yeah. not great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I agree with you that there's something to be said for like 
showing a character that ends up learning from their actions and yeah. not necessarily mm-hmm. not necessarily glorifying that but showing it in yeah. a truthful way there are and times- like i don't know how they would even like how would they even have him come on the show like when they would have to be major pr oh, like yeah. revival he like right now he should be in some sort of program like and he's not. He's still working as an actor right now. What is he doing? Yeah. He's working as an actor. He just was posting the other day about a, uh, what's it called? I saw a news article pop up about it, about uh, he's like in a movie where he's playing a soldier, I think, right now. And I'm like, why are we employing him? Him. Yeah, I don't get I agree with you. It's hard to separate the art from the artist, but if they're making money from my viewing, it's very difficult for me to watch. And I hate that because, like, we've all been a part of projects before. We know how yeah. many people work on those projects. Yeah. And so it so sucks for everybody else involved. Yes. But when we're talking about a brand new show, like, we have the option to yeah. not include him, you know? You yeah. could start it where, like, we literally bitch open in the year 2020 and we are at his funeral. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Start from there. That's and, a like, great starting point too. About, it's a good catalyst. Yeah, Blair being a single mom who owns a fashion empire that now has to like yeah. navigate the dating scene of New York, and it turns out she's actually gay. That's the show I would watch. Ooh. Oh my gosh! Like, she, she decides to like try women or something, and like then realize that she was just hiding I'm her sexuality for, for her whole life. I'm so here for, I mean, that would be also very interesting to see if a lot of the characters that we like, that were like super straight on this show are now queer because they definitely are. And like some yeah. of them definitely Eric, are as they should be. Yeah. Yeah. Me. Like, hello. Yeah. Eric can't yeah. be the only one. Yeah. Eric is literally like the singular the representative. Yeah. He's like the twink. He is 100% the twink. the twink. Yeah. <laughs> and we love him, but also yeah. we need more of him. Yes. I was noticing that too, that I was like, while the the core four are like very privileged white people, the show. I, how do you guys feel about the diversity of the show? Uh, Not great. Yeah, yes. especially as we go through it, it's more like when they do bring people of color or like other ethnicities onto the show. Like it's really the way that they write for those characters that bothers us. Yeah. Like, yeah. Vanessa was always very stereotypical bohemian and like all this other stuff like like and her mom was like totally like nonconformist whatever like right. yeah. and then you have like we have a uh the we have a new character Reina that's on right now who's a woman of color and like she's a great character but she also has this like terrible attachment to her dad that she can't see the truth from and her writing's very blase I think it's like they find they don't all the people of color that come onto the show are guests and so they never right. really find their footing yeah right yeah they never get like fully flushed storylines and that would have to be something like if they were to revive the show they would have to take into account like okay back then you could get away with getting four pretty white people in as your leads but like now people aren't going to watch a show that's not reflective of the world around them and new york is like the melting pot of fucking America. And if you don't have a motherfucking like Muslim character in there, then like I'm not watching. Yeah, yeah. without a doubt. I hear you. Yep, totally. Mm-hmm. I guess the like final questions are how do we think Gossip Girl would operate? In yeah, like, oh. like them as a, the entity. Because we talk about a lot that like huh. we feel like she would be the Gossip Girl blast would be Twitter blasts probably. Bobby, yeah. everything would change to be like, wow, were they like, way pre-social they media were pre, they when like when they were when social media was kind of a, like starting erupting like i remember i had twitter in high school like mm-hmm. but towards the end of high school i think that they like predated it just enough that they didn't hit that and then they had established how gossip girl worked 
Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like no Instagram. Yeah. They were ahead of their motherfucking time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It would be be totally, everything would be different. Yeah. Everything. How that work? Like we're in a culture of spilling the tea now. Like would they be a spilling the tea YouTube channel? Everyone would be canceled. The show wouldn't last past one episode. (laughs) Literally like Gossip Girl is the cancel culture. Yes. She's like, that's it. Yeah, it would be solved so quickly. There would be no room for redemption. Yeah, it's so interesting. I mean, I think it would be so fun to see. I like, think it would be. Yeah. I want it to happen. I just want them to bring the characters right and do it well and for it to not be a disappointment. Yes. What do we have to do? What? When's the next update? What can we do as a fandom? Oh, it's true. Just keep, like, tweeting at showrunners or something? Really, yes. though, yeah, totally. I tweet should, like, tweet at them and be like, we have ideas. Yes. Like hire us as your advisors. Yes. We are your we are your audience. So yes. listen. Yeah, like we're here for you. We have ideas and we know these characters just as well like as God, you do. Let's you go. Imagine yes. the dream job. That would be the dream job writing for the new show. Oh my God. Okay. I'm gonna call my manager after this. <laughs> We've made a plan. Yes. Great. Perfect. Great. I'm gonna solve this, guys. Don't worry. I've got it. Yes. Kelsey is on it. Oh my God, Kelsey! Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, this was we a delight. Do all the time. Will you please have me back? Oh my yes. God! If you will come back, don't even say these things because we will invite you back ASAP. Yeah. I am literally laying in bed. The sun is out. I've got my cats on bed. Like I would rather do this than like truly. Like I'm mad now that I have to leave. Oh, <laughs> we are. We wish we could talk longer for sure. Yes. We will yeah. definitely have you back. Maybe for like a finale oh. of something for yes. sure. Come oh back my... and be our like finale assistant for I would sure. Love that. Our, it would be great. Oh, awesome. Uh, Kelsey, where can they find you on social media if they are for some reason not following you? <laughs> yeah, follow me not because of like all the stuff I'm doing. Follow me because I like to talk about Gossip Girl and I will like DM back and forth She'll with respond, people. She'll respond, guys. <laughs> yes. like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can follow me on all the things at Kelsey Dara and then you can watch our show Dating No Filter on E! or on Hulu On Demand. Yay! Oh my gosh, guys. Well, if you want to find Amanda, Amanda, where oh, are you yeah. want to You can find plug? me at Amanda Gallagher, double underscore, on Instagram, Amanda Gal, double underscore, on Twitter. Uh, and you can find me at Shut Up Kristen pretty much in everywhere. Yes. YouTube, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, wherever. Oh, just fucking Google it. Uh, <laughs> just Google it and you'll find. And if you want to find this podcast, you can find us at Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to send us a message, if you have like a long form question, suggestion, if you're Blake Lively, email us <laughs> at xoxogossipgirlpodcast at gmail.com. If you're Blake Lively, also please CC me on that email. Oh, <laughs> it'll be a party. I will, oh, yeah. there's just, I would cease to exist. Absolutely. I would cease, cease to exist. Cease, uh, well, and that's where we and, uh, and on that note. <laughs> and on that note, thank you so much. So now we usually end off with a classic, you know you love me, XOXO Goss World. Do you want to join us? Fuck yes, bitches. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Great. Okay, ready? You know you, know you, you love, love me. me. XOXO. XO. 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 Gossip. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Kelsey, uh, you're a dream. Thank you so much. Thank you so You guys much. are the best. I'll talk to you soon. And I'll email you this audio. Thank Please. you. Please. Thank you so okay. much. Sure thing, ladies. Talk soon. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.